forever. Dog. They call me Mr. Tibbs. I just wanted to get that out. Yeah. I feel like I mean, that's probably how I start this actual episode. <laughs> yeah, it honestly might be it. It's been a it's been a minute since we played it, but you know, we had to run it back. Um yep. obviously uh if, if if you haven't heard, uh the absolute legend himself, Cindy Portier, uh passed away on uh, January sixth, just a couple of days ago. Uh he was Wow, how, how I'm trying to do the math here. 27. What yeah. is that? 95? 94. 94, I think. 94. Oh, right, because he didn't yeah. his birth. 94. My goodness. You know, it's the, been uh, a, uh, it's been a, it's been a, a lot of people have been passing, <laughs> passing away, man. Legends. A lot of legends are, are, yeah, you know, are going home. And it's, you know, it's, 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 it's Betty, it's Betty, Betty White. Be able to sort of honor, them for what they what they left behind yeah did you see that bob saget just passed away i did i did yeah at at the time we were recording this uh, was announced maybe an hour ago which is wild Uh, i mean truly crazy but i mean sydney sydney porty i don't know about you but for me i mean he was kind of like he was the guy right like especially before denzel like obviously before our time but um was so respected by every actor after him um yeah. that it was impossible not to even hear about him even before i saw any of his movies yeah i know? the the new york times obituary uh the like headline is he paved the way for black actors he right. paved the way like it's very much like there was no way and he (laughs) saved it you know and i it it feels very accurate a very accurate description of of right and his and his legacy he's kind of known as the first kind of black movie star you know like as in like he was able to lead films that had a wide kind of box office appeal that both white uh and black america loved um obviously you know we got films like the one today in the heat of the night uh guess who's coming to dinner a raisin in the sun porgy and bess and the what what's the one that he had did he oh no he was nominated for what's the one with where he goes uh lilies of the field lilies in the field lilies in the field that's what i'm yep and i love that you knew exactly what i was getting at (laughs) yeah um i you know and it's wild too to think i think we talk about this on the guest who's coming to to dinner um uh move, movie podcast when, when we do that but at the time like uh uh spencer tracy and uh and uh katherine hepper they both like there's there's talk like in the in the history of that that they were still kind of like weird about like working with him and there's a question mm-hmm. as to whether or not it's you know is it just because he hasn't been in, he's not as seasoned as they are or is it also the racial tensions of the of the time you know and so he was he was up against so much and 
and really, you know, and the and the work. I mean, you know, we talk about exceptional Negro in 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 this podcast that you're about to listen to, but you know, he really was exceptional. You know, not not in that sense of like, you know, not in that sense of like, you, you know, he's he's black and he's exceptional, et cetera, et cetera. But he really was. He just was a he was a light that shined and shone above so much nonsense, <laughs> racial and, and, and you know not nonsense yeah so you know it we felt you know to honor Sidney Poitier we had to run this episode back uh this is one of our first episodes ever um and uh the first with such an amazing guest Keegan-Michael Key uh who came in and was and I mean this is just a phenomenal episode honestly so if you haven't heard it in a while if you've never heard it uh, you're in for a treat. And yeah, I mean, you know, kind of a, this is like, it feels somber, but also a joyous way to kind of, you know, like celebrate the life of such a, a great actor um, and kind of kick off this this new year. And we will be doing new movies. <laughs> I know we've been away for a minute, <laughs> uh, but we got a lot of, we got a lot of movies to cover, including Encanto and uh, West Side Story. Both will be coming up soon. Uh, but this week we, we felt it was appropriate to, to honor, um, the legend himself. So let's start the show. He has the whole burden of like, I'm a black director. Do I have to cast black actors? Cause it's like, I'm black. And as a black person, people always expect you to give back, you know? Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like for you guys, I mean, Ken Peel is like a big thing. And like you guys reached outside of just like an urban, you know, window. So it's like you guys have like white people watching. You guys have like, <laughs> you guys have everybody. So it's like that burden that, you know, Spike Lee might have. I feel like you guys probably will have it as well. It's, well it, it's interesting. We had somebody talk to us about this. Uh, Jordan and I developing a, do you guys ever watch our, our two alter ego characters, Van Damme yes. and Mike, oh my God. who do the vlogs. So yeah. You know, they do the vlogs. Like comment on the videos. And comment on the videos yeah. and how they can be funnier. Yeah. They have a really kind of puerile <laughs> software. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those two guys, we're, we're developing an animated piece where they're in junior high. Oh, wow. Awesome. And it, but they're in junior high in present day. So the way that you become popular in school is to have a YouTube channel right. and be a kid. A yeah. Vlog. It's like the beginning of their lives. It's their origin story. <laughs> and, <laughs> so they're waiting for their so they're waiting for the for the pilot script from us at, at Comedy Central. But anyway, the guy who is uh, who's an animation guy, he's an animation expert. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name's Rodney and I can't remember his last name. His last name is escaping me at this moment. But um, He's been working with Jordan on the piece a lot. It's something Jordan's really passionate about. Jordan's a big horror fan. He's a big and also a big animation fan. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And he he said he said I don't understand what y'all did. Like y'all crossed over first. <laughs> like how did you do, like he's how were you mainstream first? And I've tried to put that to my mind. Like what's the answer to that question? Right. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is. We're all when we're writing sketches, we're always going for the human element first, yep. yeah. and then we put a black filter over it. Right. Yeah. So we'll hit it from a classical comedy point of view. I mean, if you think about, if, I mean, if you guys are you guys are fans, so you know when I mention these characters, Cedric and Levi. Cedric yeah. is the one who's like, "Where my dookie go?" <laughs> right, and his friend Levi is just always. Always fed up with him because he's high and saying stupid inane things. <laughs> yeah. That's just Laurel and Hardy, right? Yeah, right. So it's Laurel and Hardy, and we happen to live in the hood, but it's really Laurel and Hardy in the hood. Right. We're yeah. really respecting the comedic roots. It's not 
a Hollywood pitch where you're saying it's Laurel and Hardy in the hood. But in the hood, right? And, and, and so let's let's do let's take everything that made Laurel and Hardy and work, and let's change that too. Don't change that part, right? Right. Yeah. That's uh, the part that's working. Don't right. change the the um, Ralph Cramden Ed Norton part. Right. Yeah. That's just comedy. Right. I could be green and it wouldn't matter. It's and the Martians would think it was funny too because this is one guy and this is another guy who's frustrated by him all the time and put upon by his stupid schemes. Right. right. That's just comedy. It's been comedy exactly. since Aristophanes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. the reason we crossed over is because we're telling human stories first and putting a black or um, a, 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 a ethnic filter on top of it right. second. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Even so that everyone can enjoy the human experience right. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Sorry, I, I just, I just I, get that. No, that's great. That's sorry. great. I'm glad I, I came out. So, so the popularity. You know, we, and the thing is, Jordan and I are just comedy students. We didn't know any other way to make it. We weren't trying to become super famous. It's like, do we think this is funny? Right. Let's do it. Yeah. And then, New Line Cinema. So in this particular case with Keanu, it wasn't difficult because New Line came to us clamoring for the P for Keanu. New Line Cinema. And and New Line said, let's do it. James the third. Drop Billy Gage. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. For those of you who don't know, yes. who might be listening for the first time. Uh, we review the films of uh, leading black actors, uh, and then we talk about it in the context of Hollywood. Why they so few? <laughs> why did yeah. I do a why, weird Asian? Why they so few? Why also, why also, it has to so be a studio. Few? It has to be a lead to be actor a in a studio. studio film. Not no indies. We're not doing no indie films. We love here. indie films. We have nothing against indie films. It's just that for the context of this, yes, this problem that we're trying to address. We're not looking at indie films. Yeah. Uh, Braylock pulled off a miracle, uh, y'all, this week. Well, I don't know right, how he did it. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> but Braylock got us a, a guest today. Uh, I just asked. Hey, asked. That's a miracle. God damn it. What you say? How'd you say Why it? is that word How'd you so say hard? So joining How'd you us. say it? Joining oh, us. How'd you say it? How'd you say it? Asked. Okay, that this was good. This is your... I'm reliving really? my childhood. <laughs> so, white so, suburban town... <laughs> Which, did you just say axe? Jonathan said axe. Okay, jo- sorry. Joining us. Joining us today. <laughs> Don't do a drum roll. Can I can't do a drum roll. Can I do It's Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Hello. You didn't do the drum roll, but you did bionic sound. We did bionic sound. So I'm bionic Keegan Michael Key. I like that. Just for the listeners, I came in here in slow motion like Steve Austin. If you know who Steve Austin is... You're my age. Six million dollar man. Yeah. You thought you I thought Stone Cold. No, he thought, he, I knew it. You said, I knew it. Steve Austin. Six million dollar yes. man. Stone. Okay, now, now I know what y'all talking about. But I thought Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Steve Austin. Austin. Oh, you mean fo- <laughs> foil to the Rock, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson? <laughs> okay, guys, I made a mistake. You guys, it's it's fantastic to be here. Am I your yeah, first you. guest? Uh, Am I your? You are second guest. Second, second, second guest. guest. Okay, you are uh, first male guest. First male guest. I'm out here. <laughs> well, no, we, we got um, water and stuff. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't leave. I'm really interested in the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 stuff. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Uh, no, this is great. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. I really no, I really am happy to be here. I think this is such a fascinating podcast, and I'm I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. Thanks yeah, thank coming. you for joining us. Um, and we're doing a we're doing a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. We're doing in the heat of the night. In the heat of the night, starring Sydney Poitier. They call me Mister Tips. They call me Mister Tips. Call me Mister Tips. Yeah, and and I, I you know you and I talked about it, Braylock, yeah. about like. Hey, let's go back and see what it's like to go back to kind of when one was when people were making films exactly. at a time when we knew there was a huge disparity right. between cer- certain parts of uh, certain yes. different types of Americans. But at the same time, how much has changed? Yes. How much hasn't changed? And 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 what do we see in the movie? What do we not see in the movie? Yep. Uh, that's the interesting thing is watching a movie that's made in a certain era. It's like right. watching any movies that are made. And I, I may say a disparaging term right now, uh, j- just to make a point. Yeah. Okay. This is the thing I look at cut out in Twitter when they say, <laughs> when they say I'm a homophobe. Right, you know, right, they'll right. cut out. The, they'll cut out all the context. <laughs> is that um, I remember growing up because I, you know, I'm in my 40s, so I remember growing up in the 80s, and I didn't think about it until I got older. But in in movies, if you were scared or squeamish or pusillanimous mm-hmm. in any way, mm-hmm. people would say, "What are you, a faggot?" Right. Yeah. 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 And yep. then now you can't fathom yeah. people, right. hearing that word. So true. Randomly yeah. used, and you're like, "What?" Yes. And yeah. it's the same I, thing. Yeah. I said. I mean, when I mean when I was growing up in high school, they people use that word all the time. Yeah, and yeah. like, yeah. and like, I remember it was so quick. I like kind of grew up in Jersey a little bit, and then came to NYU. Right. And and my roommate, uh, my roommate was gay, and I remember watching something, and because we used to say gay as in like stupid, right? Oh, that's so gay. And so yeah, like, so and so I remember watching something on TV. He was there in the room. We're both watching, and I laughed, and I was like, "That's so and dumb." And I I like you I, stopped, I, I stopped myself, and I was like. Holy crap! And I remember in that moment, it was pretty awesome. But somehow in that moment, <laughs> so, I was like, "I'm gonna delete this from my yeah. vocabulary <laughs> right. now." Like, and so that yeah. it, 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 certainly in that context. Yeah. And so now we're we're dealing with the movie that was made in 1967, exactly. mm-hmm. directed by Norman Jewison, who's yeah. a mm-hmm. really storied director, and also um and 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 produced by the Mirish Brothers, right? And the Mirish Brothers also they made you know they did a lot of swinging movies in the 60s. Yeah. They did this the Pink Panther movies and stuff, which yep. I'm a big fan of yep. uh, as a comedian. And right. what's so interesting is what does it mean to watch a movie like this in that context at that time? Because, yes. you know, you think about the civil rights workers that had gone down during the civil rights era yeah. and were killed in Mississippi. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff's chronicled in movies like and, Mississippi Burning, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it, it's so it, it was really cutting edge for its yes. time. 1967. It was for nominated the, for five Oscars, right? And one. one best, best, best picture. And one best picture for that year. And one best actor. Wasn't Rod. Sidney Poitier, but Rod, Rod uh, Steiger for best. He won act. best actor. No, yeah, let he, me ask you. He did. He won best actor. Yes, Ooh. and that's what's interesting. Is that's what we're saying is right. that in the movie, the billing right is Poitier, Poitier. first, then Steiger. Yeah. But Steiger was nominated for an acting award, not yeah. a supporting actor yeah. award, and he yeah. won. And he won. won. And the other thing is, first of all, Rod Steiger is excellent in the film. Right. But the the, the interesting thing is, it. I'm and I'm I'm trying to think. Is there a preponderance of these movies? Right. Maybe there is. Maybe there's not. In this particular case, the character of Virgil Tibbs, do we think he's changed? Nope. Do we think that he grows or evolves in any way? And, do, and, and the thing is also in that time, in that era, and even today, does he have to? Right. Really? Is the question. Whereas Rod Steiger's character has a change of heart by the end of the movie. And yep. we very often, we define a protagonist by the person who begins in one place and ends and in a different place, place at the end right. of the movie. Chris Rock has a good thing. And then I'm, I'm probably going to misquote it. This year... Um, after, well, yeah, January after Top Five came out, right? He 
was talking about um, just what's happening in the world. And he was like, people keep saying um, black people, like things are changing. He's like, no, black folk have always been good people. He was like, now white people are starting to change. They're it's recognizing. Not, like, they're right. recognizing. Like, we aren't changing. Like, for instance, in The Heat of the Night, Sidney Poitier was a good man from the beginning of the movie. He didn't yeah. need to change. Yeah. Was, yes, exactly. Right. Okay, that's good. No, yeah, do he, I pick? Yeah. yeah, that's, that's he a nice. He didn't need to. Real, so it's like. Real quick, I just want to lay down the. F- uh, like your the groundwork plot. for for Sidney Poitier, just so just for p- people who might not know who he is. I That's mean, true. No, there there can be listeners who don't know so, who he is and, and how powerful his career yeah, has been. And, and he at the at this time, like 1967, this was his like he was already at the he, zenith. He was He's at, at the, the zenith. zenith. So he already won an, uh, an Oscar. He won an Oscar for uh, Lilies of the Field. He was nominated like a couple years before for the Defiant Ones. He he was the leading, the only leading black man. In, in like major motion pictures. Absolutely. Yeah. He was he was it. Like that's it. Like we, we talk about a lot, like when we do films, like who else was like up for this role? There was nobody else. It was him and that's and that was it. Right, yeah. right. Um so cool. but but he got some he also got some slack for and and flack. Flack. Yeah, flack, yeah. Did I just I combined slack? Yeah, but you know they didn't they did not give him slack. They gave him no slack. They gave him no slack on that. <laughs> no slack. They gave him flack for being for being actually what you said, which is all of his characters were very upstanding. Like it was like he was never able to have more complexity like some of these other characters in, in the films that he was in with who like had like a, a some like, bad size or whatever. It's they, like he had to be it, the like upstanding. in Lilies in the Field and, right. and Patch of Blue, there was more uh, there was even more nuance. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. he was struggling with things and, and, and the the movie that was very the movie he made the very next year which is Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's more sense of, like, it can't just be outrage. But this was the 60s. That's what we were feeling. Right. So yeah. that he was that symbol for us. But right. you still don't want a two-dimensional character. You want a three-dimensional exactly. character. Yeah. Exactly. Um, cool. So let's get into it. I mean, first of all, what were the initial imp- – I mean, does everybody love this movie? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel? It's my second time seeing it, and I uh, loved it the second time. Same as the first. Yeah. Yeah. Did anything strike you, James? Anything, anything that was different? Uh, I mean, that, I mean, I mean you're, when, when was the first time you saw it? First time I saw, I was in high school, and 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 so is it? Is that ten years ago? Is that yeah. oh, more? <laughs> is, is high school fifteen? No, no, but I'm asking. Is it, uh, no, I think it, it was what twelve? No, 15, same, fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. Because I just wonder, yeah. as, as as we grow and as we look at our society, was there anything that struck you differently? Right. Yeah, I mean, I. I I think what struck me differently this time was like was just being able to I was able to see this time like that like he's he's a guy trying to like figure something out but like still the thing that's in his way is like society you know what I mean like it wasn't like it wasn't like oh he has a clear person that's standing in his way it's like no it's the world around him that he's you know, right. it's, it's a real yeah. fish out of water story yeah. I, yeah. it's the perfect fish out of water yeah. story i wrote yeah. down like the main conflict of this movie is racism yeah like yeah. that's yeah. the conflict that's the yeah. yeah i wrote like, that down it's too more, more, even more so than the, than actual the mystery murder, the mystery of trying mystery to figure murder, out the murder, murder. Yeah. it was yeah. just like what is like what's keeping these characters from coming together oh just racism, racism. i mean this was a, <laughs> this could have been a buddy Cop, cop movie, movie. right? Yeah, it absolutely, been, yeah, which yeah. is what they turned yeah. the TV show into. into right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They kind of re- they they removed a little bit of the racism, at, like the the 
um, sorry, what's the what's the cop's name? What's the uh, Gillespie, name? Gillespie. 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 Yeah. Yeah. His character in the TV show when that came out in the eighties or late eighties. Yeah, late eighties, late eighties into the nineties. Yeah, uh, he wasn't like really racist anymore. Like yeah. he was like trying to like, and he was like trying to fix the race problem, kind of. Like. And yeah. I never, I never watched that show. So is the premise? It's not Virgil who comes back. It it's, is. I think it is, it is Virgil. It is Virgil. It's just it, is Virgil. It, is Virgil. it is Virgil. And he like, but then he like joint, like he comes back for his mother. And oh, like that's what it is. Maybe his mother's yeah. getting older. She's right. infirm exactly. or something like that. And he wants to, he wants to live down there. Yeah. Now. And then, and Gillespie kind of like convinces him to uh, like, just help like, join out. the force. Yeah. yeah help yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. What about, what about you, boy? Uh, like, so yeah, that's what I, this is the first time I saw this movie and it's incredible. I'm like kind of. I had seen I'd seen Sydney Poitier films before. I saw Guess Who's Some Coming to Dinner, and I saw A Raisin in the Sun, uh, but um, I didn't. I never saw this movie. And this movie was like, I was like, oh man, this movie's like, it's really engaging. Like the 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 mystery, yeah. the noir, like film kind of noir kind of of it, it was really great and mm-hmm. excellent to me. It started off with a Ray Charles song, which I was yeah, like, right, yeah, dope, right. yo, yeah, Ray well. Charles, like an awesome. But yeah, and, and but yeah, it, there was something about like. Man, it's like watching those films. It, you do realize two things: one, how far we have come, because like racism in the South was just so blatant that you're just like you can't you you can kind of imagine it, but it's just like man, it was like unapologetically racist, yeah. right? Unapologetically yeah. racist. But you can also see why we have these problems today, because like for it to be like that in the in the late 60s so much so that they actually didn't film they they purposely didn't film in the south portier was like i'm not filming this in the south because he was literally afraid of the ku klux klan like yeah. they he, he, i read uh on imdb like him and i, I oh man i forgot who it was um i think harry belafonte it's probably belafonte yeah, yeah. Harry belafonte, was belafonte. Yeah. like they got they like like had an incident with the ku klux klan where they like were like almost run off the road and like so like, which is funny because like actually it's happens in, in the movie. movie. It happens. Yeah. In I was the like, movie, what happens yeah. in the movie like happened to him in real life, and he was like, I'm not filming in the in the south, and um uh they had they had to film like one scene like in Tennessee, uh, uh and they went down there like the cotton scene, uh and they went down there and they filmed it, and then like they did get into a little bit of trouble and they had to leave like, and so it was just like so that kind of like. Whew, where you're like you're like legitimately afraid for your life like in this film where he has to like I gotta leave like. You got to get out of here or you're going to die. Like, you're just straight up going to die and nobody's going to care and nobody's going to stop it. Yeah. Like, that's insanity to me. You know? Yeah. And you realize, oh, man, okay, if that's where we were in the late 60s, yeah, it makes sense that this racism problem is so, it was so ingrained into society. You know what I mean? That you're like, hey, these issues, like, even though people aren't maybe that flat out racist today, it's like, it's so deep within our subconscious. you know what I mean? Like a side. This is a sidebar because I know we have to hear uh, how Gerard felt about it too. But but like that we is a thing. That, like <laughs> yeah, watching, no, but that's a thing that like in watching the movie now <laughs> that I feel like is it's um it's hard to tap into direct. Like there's there's so much suspense in this movie. Yeah. But then the moments of hearing him say, "I have to stay," right? Like. In 1967, hearing someone say that, like it had to be like way more significant. Yeah, Yeah, like it's amazing that that people didn't have a sense 
well, no one was listening to African American voices. Right. Yeah. So I could see an African American reviewer going, "Why did you have to stay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just Please. go back to Philadelphia. Oh, right. sure. Yeah. Screw but that. no one was listening to African Americans at the time. Yeah. They were going, yeah. it was, "It's a drama wrapped in race." Right. Like, right. Yeah. He was just a dude. <laughs> Tibbs was just a cop. Yeah, he was, just a, he cop. was a good cop. A cop in Philly. Of course, he was the best cop, right? They yeah. made sure to make sure you knew. Absolutely. He was the best. Can I say this, Gerard? Something I wrote down in my notes last night when I was watching the movie. Something I wrote down in my notes was like, in what world, even in the North, I know, it's so is true. he allowed to yeah. be the best the homicide best. expert? I yeah. know. Like, I how was does, thinking about that, too. I think, and I think we're thinking about that in a reality. It's, I, it's almost like the screenwriter, whose name like, is escaping me right now, yeah. is going, here's what I need to say to move the story forward, no matter yeah. what color yeah, exactly. anybody is. Yeah. But what's so weird is... How does he, as a black person, even in the North, right, get yeah. to be the best, the best. homicide? It, it, was just, it was just for the plot. It's basically like this is how yeah, this is how Hollywood. we this is why we need the black dude to be here. Because he just would have been a cop. We're all cops, but he had to. Well, be then it's the just a mystery. Yeah, cop. Right. Yeah. It's true though. It's true what you were saying though, like about like him staying because. That was one of the first times. In, that was one of the first parts of the movie where I was like, "Whoa!" You could tell the difference because when, when, uh, when, like the speech that Gillespie gives him for him, like On the, the first time he stays, like, oh. like I was just like. That's it. That's it. That's what I said. I was like, I was like, what leave. is it? Wait, what are they trying to say? Is they tried to put a murder on you, bro. Get yeah. out of here. So what? Screw this dude. And they're just like, oh, and, you'll stay because but, you want to. Uh, you want to prove it to these whiteies, and no, it's like, fuck them. No, they're I don't want to kill that. you. But like, that's that's also directly connected to that. Like, we are so distant from. Yeah, that, exactly. We're yeah. so distant from because yeah. so because distant. remember he's and there, there's two uh, two things I want to say. Right. Two things that, that are interesting to me because because we're we're looking at it from a different context, yes. right? right? Yeah. True. The one, the one is, uh, this is what you're saying, James, which I think is really 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 interesting. And we should we should lean into. Yeah. Is the other thing is that I was thinking about was his chief, who's a northerner, mm. says. Says, well, there are cops and your cops. How stupid is his chief about yeah, race relations exactly. in the sixties in the South? How do you what? not think? And, and then it, Virgil's the one that has to say, "But sir," which, which of course leads us to believe that his chief is white. Exactly. To go, you'll exactly. be fine. There are cops and your cops. Yes. But it's Philadelphia. It's a major metropolitan city. How do you not understand the dynamics of racism yeah. in yes. this in 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 America in the late sixties? The other thing, um, what's the other thing I was going to say? The other thing is. Sidney Poitier is such a good actor. He literally provides the legitimacy glue that we need it's, to make the plot work. Yep. It's incredible. It's so he incredible. says, you just want to show all them boys up north that you know what you're doing and that we are just so stupid down here in the south. That's Rod Steiger, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just, there, there are lines that I feel like were written in a script and Poitier must have said, I can do it with a look. <laughs> yeah, right? And he did it. It's and so he true. Did I wrote it. down like, I wrote down like, when you first see, so for anybody who, for whatever reason you listen to this, you haven't seen the film, you should go see it. But but there is a the first time you see Portia, he's he and by the way I every time you say it, it makes me feel very subconscious about the way that I'm saying because it's Barbados right he's from yes, Barbados exactly. but the first time you see him he's in the train station he's just like. He's just like sitting there straight chilling and the wife and the wife yeah. just like what are you what are you doing here boy. And he's just like he gives him this dead stare, and I was like, laser stare. I was stare. like, oh my god, he that's knows. that Denzel stare, but 
but that's Sydney. Yeah. I kept on saying, oh my God, everything stems from Sydney. It's In the film, the presence. You, you, the presence is crazy. He doesn't come across as the righteous black man. He comes across as the righteous black man as well as the coolest person in yep. any yeah. movie yes. made yes. from 1958 <laughs> to 1971. I'm yeah. telling I mean, you right now, this is the thing. I mean, I, maybe we'll get into this later, but like this, it does kind of annoy me that he was only not, he was only nominated for two films in his yeah. entire career. But in his also, entire career, in his entire but, career, but he came. also he also got an honorary Oscar though. Yeah, he got an honorary. Well, Oscar. I mean, I mean, I mean, he got an honorary. I mean, Oscar. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But great, I mean, but great. <laughs> isn't an honorary Oscar almost better than a regular Oscar? <laughs> they go. I mean, it takes longer to get. It takes longer to get. But it means yeah, yeah it, it, it means you're that great. It's true. It's true. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It's like whoops, sorry, we were so bad back then. I understand it. I understand it. That's great. It is true. But I'm just saying. I'm just like man. This guy was like, like you know, Meryl I mean, Streep, right? Is like that now, right? She's like every time she's nominated, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, but the thing Meryl about Street, him is he he held to me is like when I think of Sydney Poitier, like I feel like he had Sydney <laughs> Poitier. I felt I felt like I feel like he, and I think you said it very earlier, yeah. is that he didn't have a lot of diverse roles because I feel like he. He was the black man. He was a symbol. Like, he was a symbol of yep. black men. So, like, almost every movie he was in, it was like, I'm just going to take a black man and put him in this situation. Yeah. It's not about, like, a black man with a drug addiction. It's like, this is a, a black man living in the 60s, having him deal with dating a white woman. Right. Having him be a human who's a cop. It's just like, just deal and with this as a black it too, person. Right? And doing it's it with... For everybody. With, like, responding, you know, like a human being, having pride, but also, like... Honestly, I mean, maybe this is a weird thing to talk about, but like, you know, Christian values were like very strong oh, back then, right? Yeah. Yes. And so, like, yes. he, yes. to me, I was looking at him, I'm like, oh man, like, he has that, like, self, like, that forgiveness, that, like, what, like, Jesus says, like, you know, like, turn the other, turn the other turn cheek, cheek, even yeah. though he slaps the hell out of him. Not yet, not yet, not yet. All right, all right, I know, I have so much Hold I want to say. <laughs> how, did you, how did you feel, like, when the, you. Watching it again, it, the thing that was striking me the most was the depth the, the depth he still wrung out of the performance. Yeah. And what I mean by that, mm -hmm. Jirai, is that you're saying, right, he's supposed – it's like that old um, – what's the old medieval play? It's not – is it Everyman? What's it called? Yeah. What's it well, called? Well, Everyman is – Everyman is a play. Play. Everyman. It's like, like, <laughs> yeah. like from the 12th century, whatever the hell it's from. And it's like everybody in the play – no one in the play are characters. They're yeah. archetypes. Everyman. So Sidney Poitier has to play this archetype. And yeah, you're right, like exactly. you said. Like you said, he's not he's not encumbered with anything else. We don't know right. about his wife because he's not married. Because remember, right. the character says, right. "I'm not married." He's right? not married. Right. So his wife improvised uh, scene, by the way. Was that an improvised yeah, scene? Oh, I did not know that. If IMDb no. trivia is correct. It was an improvised scene with him, when he's getting holed up in, in uh, Gillespie's yeah. house. Yeah, that like moment wow. that they have together. That's that's yeah. such a good scene. Isn't amazing. It's an amazing scene. scene. Yeah. yeah. And but but my, so my feeling is, you're right. I uh, you know. He's just perfect. Yeah. And so I think what was also happening is they – Hollywood was trying to do a good thing. And in trying to good, do, a, do a good thing, they were doing a mediocre thing. Yes. Yeah. A mediocre to bad yeah. thing. So here's the thing. We're going to make the black man perfect. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And all we've asked, all black people are asking is 
just make us human. That's it. Right. Even well, today. Don't make but, me perfect. Yeah. Just Even make today. us. That's just why. like you're not perfect. You right. We aren't. This is why at some point in time in your future, and don't make me fly back, black, right. fly back here and spank the three. <laughs> y'all have to have Pursuit of Happiness as a movie. Yeah. Oh my. Because God. Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith is a movie about a man who's struggling to say to, 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 to make his life work. Yep. And he could yeah. be white. He could be Hispanic. He could be, he could be black. Yep. It doesn't matter. Just right. It's just that Will Smith murders it. How, yeah. how, we, how we feel about Will Smith, guys. Listen, we love Will Smith. We love Will Smith. Listen, we love Will Smith. You're a black man can't jump. We love we Will Smith. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, I know. I'm from, from, from a listener? <laughs> we love Will Smith. You know when people say people say these phrases and these platitudes all the time? Yeah. But after what we all witnessed last night on our Amazon Instant or whatever we yeah, were watching yeah, yeah, it on, yeah. right? Is that you go, there is no Denzel or Will Without Sydney, exactly. and I say that because 100%. because I I just I'm so impressed by how cool oh and hip. Goodness. Like when he says lines like "You dig," yeah, you know, and it's I'm not like going in for it. You dig? Denzel yeah. It made me feel him. so cool. When Denzel won the Oscar, he literally says that because he talks it. about yes. Sydney because he's like he even says exactly what you just said. I wouldn't be here without this man. Yes, yes, yes. I, I believe, and and listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. The Oscars when Denzel and Howie yes, won. You are correct. T- technically, that's the black Oscars. And yes. that's when Sydney got his honorary Oscar, right. right? So it was like, that was like a night that the Oscars was like, and oh, Howie black won, people yeah. exist. They're <laughs> good. You know, they're good. And, and yeah, they have nuance and right? regular human feelings. Yes. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, you know, and I, I don't mean to be crass, but. No, but that's the, it, but To go from a. Pri- I don't mean to be crass right now. I'm going to be crass. I'm just going to be primal. I'm going to be primal. Yeah. It's just that. Oh, black people aren't apes that look good. Right. Yes, you can yeah. do something. You can be a dad. We're humans. Or like, or like these sub creatures that you can like train to like be a good boy. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with that that boy comment, Ooh, I hate you know that. I mean? which was really I well. That. I think is is, is is so was so wonderful and necessary in the script that yes. everybody yeah. called him boy, 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 boy. Yeah. boy. And the re- and here's can I tell you this? Mm-hmm. There are there are lines in films from that day to this day that should be famous. And they're not famous catchphrases because they weren't set up well. And Norman Jewison and the screenwriter, they set up, they had like the perfect amount of yep. boy, 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 mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. Tibbs. Yes. And, yes. and that's why we still remember yes, exactly. Mr. Yes. Tibbs yeah. because they got, ju- it was just, because he takes it, he takes it, he takes it, and you, takes it, and, and, you, goes, and you know he's I'm upset done. about it, but he doesn't say anything. And he's just well, taking and, and it. And the way he says it is so elegant. Yeah. What do they call what you in Philadelphia, Virgil? They, they call, call me, me Mr. Mr. Tibbs. Yes. Yes. And so his the elegance is that he doesn't he doesn't scream at him, he simply clarifies. You know they set it up. You know, wait, they, they, this film's brilliant. <laughs> they set it up even more, not just the boy. Remember the first scene that you see with the guy who winds up, spoiler alert, being the killer. Yeah. The first scene that you see, he's like he talks, he's talking to the cop and he's like, But I think Sam, I think his name is Sam. Sam's the he's cop's like, name. He's yeah. like he's like Sam and he goes, What did I tell you about calling me Sam? It's and he's like, oh, it's sorry, officer, Mr. Wood. It's Officer Wood. Because he says it's, it wrong. Yeah. He says Mr. He says Mr. Like, and then he's like, oh, officer. I'm sorry. Officer Wood. Yeah, and you're exactly. like, oh, I remember when that happened. I was like, see, that's respect. They're showing yeah. that. Like, yeah. in here, it's a, res- a show of respect. And it's a, it's the white equivalency to what we see is violated later in the yeah, film. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I remember uh, watching it. And I'm not going to lie. This movie is great, but it I didn't enjoy it. It was hard movie. for you to watch. I didn't enjoy it because. Oh, interesting. I, but we, the thing to me is, like, this movie. For some reason, when I thought about this, okay, I'm gonna tell y'all something. Y'all don't know. So, oh, okay. no, no, listen, I'm gonna tell you. So, uh, my parents are o- older. 
They're very older. And yes. there was an incident that happened maybe a year ago where I got pulled over in the South. Like, at it was getting oh, dark. And it was like, I'm driving my, my stepdad is disabled. We're going to the Special Olympics. I'm in the slow lane. I get pulled over by a white cop. White cop pulls up, takes my ID, doesn't come back. Another cop car comes up. Another white cop. Wow. No one tells me what's happening. Now, again, my parents are older. And they didn't say anything when you oh. when they approached the vehicle. They didn't say oh, your like, lights oh, are out, your speeding. Said, no, he said license registration. Other cop pulls up. Next thing I know, me and my parents are talking because we're going to the Olympics. Nothing's happening. And all of a sudden, he's like, I need you to step out the car. And my mom is like, no, you need to step out the car. And my stepdad, my stepdad is much older, and he's from the South. He immediately regressed to and you know I, I know what you, to the, to the yeah, old yeah, yeah. T- let, yeah. let me let me put it in a, yeah. let me put it in a psychological way for you yeah, yeah. the old tapes yes mm-hmm. he 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 went back to this thing of like like fear like straight fear absolutely and, and subjugate right. subjugate subjugate yeah. yeah and i was like what's going and the thing is as a dude i'm like what's going on and mind you as i'm looking there's another cop on the opposite side where my mother is in the back seat pointing a gun and i'm like what Wait, for the real? hell is going on and my license i lived in la and the thing is when i moved to new york the, the, the DMV doesn't forward mail. So I had an uh, expired license. But they didn't tell me. Like, I knew none of this. All I know is I'm getting dragged out of the car from my parents. And it's like uh, my stepdad just had this thing of, like, fear. Right. And I'm thinking, like, in my head, that's what this movie reminded me of. It's like the opening is uh, Sidney Poitier is, like, at the train station mm-hmm. just waiting, doing nothing. Do- literally doing nothing. nothing. And he's nothing. about And they're about to basically put him in for murder. Unless he was a cop. And the thing is, in my head, for some reason, it no just brought me back to that. Nothing. Yeah, and no question. And oh, I'm you're thinking a about it. Here. 2013, I didn't know what was going on until I got, um, so I took my picture and a black female cop saw me and told me what was happening. So I got booked without knowing. Didn't know where my parents were. It's like I had no clue what was happening. Until Did this you black, ask, were you asking? Oh, like, my mom was screaming, what's going on? And the thing is, I'm, I mean, I'm born in, you know, right. like this is, I'm, not dumb, and I wasn't born that age, so I wasn't fearful. It was just like, what is happening? Right. You know, and it's like, that's what that movie reminded me of. You were in a time where that, like, you could have done nothing, yeah. and no one would have cared. Like, Sidney Poitier's character, if that's, he wasn't a yeah, cop, exactly. would have died. Oh, yeah, and, 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 and the thing is, <laughs> even as a cop, before we know he's a cop, he does this amazing thing. That whole scene is penetrating. Yes. Yeah. Because he just, because his mother lives there, so we have a, what I call a high-context piece right. of dialogue. Yeah. Later on in the film, that helps justify things earlier in the yeah. film. Yeah. So he says, you know, I was visiting my mother, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this thing where he knows how to behave in that. He always shows prudence in the film. Yeah. He knows how to behave every single step of the way, which is which is emboldening. Right. But at the same time, almost makes it a cultural James Bond movie. So how does he know He's what so to smart. do every he knows, step yeah. of the way? Yeah. He, yeah. he knows how to push back like just yeah, enough. Just, just enough. before, like, you know what I mean? Which we, we, we But I think now's yeah. the time. Now's, now's the, the time, time yeah. right? Because once yeah, again, Norman Jewison puts this, he, he puts the movie together in such a measured way and there's such, a, it's, it's startling Yep. And I mean, I'm, it's it's as it's as satisfying as an orgasm. Yes, yes, because wants it to be up. that it's building, building and building and building. And there's a, go go ahead, because like, I know you've been waiting. You to say wanted this. to say that. No, you wanted to say this so bad. We all do. Go ahead, say it though. No, yeah. So I mean, and the build up, the build up, the greenhouse scene. So he's been calling, like we've been saying, he's been calling boy. All this, just so much racism is being thrown in his face, flagrant. Like, he, he was almost booked for murder. And, like, even after when he's helping them, it's still – they're still on him for everything, right? 
And then he's driving, and he has an idea in his head of this guy who might be a suspect. Mm -hmm. They're driving there, and while they're driving there, so there's a field, and you see people picking cotton. All these black, you know, black women, black children, black men. They're picking cotton. Uh, you see the, you see some cotton like machines or whatever going, and and uh, Gillespie turns to him and he goes, "What did, what did he say?" He's like, he turns to him and he's oh, he says, like, "Did you come here?" To question me, talk. No, 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 no. So, be, so while while in the You're car, Gillespie, oh, in the car, Gillespie, the car. Not, Gillespie, not Gillespie, like yeah, kind of turns him. He's like, he's like, he's like, none of this, none of this for you, huh, boy? Like a uh, uh, Virgil, he says Vir Virgil. Virgil. He says, so none of this for you, huh, Virgil? Yeah, you're better than the, you're better which is than such them, an huh? interesting, complicated thing for. He means it to be yeah. complicated. Yes. Yeah. You know, so you're better than these oh, black so you're people, better right, Virgil? And he's like, no, they're better than this. Exactly. They just don't know how to get out of it. And yeah. so it's like, oh, my goodness, like very reminiscent of slavery. So no, like, but, it's, but to me, that's the thing of like Chris Rock talks about – like I always bring up Chris Rock. Like Chris Rock and Bigger and Blacker, he brings up the difference between – I'm a, whatever. Sure. I haven't said it on the show. Same. The difference between being a black person and a nigga. And right. I feel like that, that's what that question was. It's right. like, oh – you're 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 black. You're not one of these niggas here. And it's like, what's the, like, what is that? What yeah. And also, well, and in, and, and in this context, in this movie, the context is, um, but it's your society that you've built in the South. It's the culture and the heritage that you built in the South right. that make these people like this. Right. Yes, exactly. You made them niggas. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. They like didn't yours. ask to be niggas. <laughs> right. You made them exactly. niggas. So yeah. don't so put it on me, it's, Gillespie. It's like. Yeah. It, is like the everyman thing. Like the mm -hmm. everyman thing is sort of heightened there, right? In that it's not the same thing that Chris Rock is saying, like there's black people and there's niggas, right? In this case, it's like, no, we're all the same. Yes. But yes. it's the situation. So yes. all this is happening. They get to this they get to this place. I forgot I forgot the character's name. Endicott. Endicott. So they get to Endicott's place. He's like in this greenhouse, you know, with orchids and and you know and so and uh Virgil, Virgil. begins begins you know, questioning him, and he doesn't realize, and Endicott doesn't realize it. So he begins questioning him about it, and then when you, when it like kind of turns, and you're like, oh wait, when Endicott realizes, are you questioning me about this man's murder? Mm -hmm. And it was like, wait a minute, I've been standing here, and this, like this, this nigger, yeah. nigger, this, this nigger, nigger has been questioning me, the nigger who I got eliminated for. It's like, and he I got this nigger uh, eliminated, and I just got him some. I got this nigger like, eliminated. Yeah, that's right. And his servant goes to get him eliminated. Yeah, right, right. He got him eliminated. It's questioning me, and he slaps him, and without skipping a beat, <laughs> Virgil. Slaps him right back. Yeah, it was the best moment ever. It's the best moment in the movie. The best moment, and you're not expecting it to happen. Oh no, because not at all. Because what's the guy's name? The white dude, Endicott. Endicott, and he's walks right over. He walks right over without saying a word. He just walks over to him, smacks him, boom, reflex smack. Yeah, it was a back slap. It was a back slap. It's a re-slap. It's a reflex back slap. Reflex. It happened. It was like. And you're like, and, and he you, stared him down. And here I am. I'm, I was tired last night. I'm talking. This is like 11:45 yes, at night. Me too, man. I was like, oh shit, exactly. Who's gonna smack this motherfucker in the face? He's <laughs> how it, like it's it's a shocking it's a shocking now and woo. It was, I mean, so it's shocking. Moment. 67? So, 67? so wait. So there's so many cool trivia things about this. So it's it's a little bit it's debated apparently. Uh, the uh, who who wrote the screenplay? Oh, I, got it, I, got it, I can't I got remember. Okay, his so name. they so it's so a really Sydney, interesting name. Yeah, because but Sydney was like Sydney says that it wasn't in the script originally, and that he was like he he came to the producers, came to the director, and was like, I will not do this unless I get to slap this him back 
because that is what a human person would do. They would not just like get slapped and, and take it. He says that's what a human person. That's would what a human yeah. a person. Man. A man. And, and Virgil, forget if he's black, black, white, Asian. Virgil is a badass. Yes, yeah. he's all, you don't fucking slap yes. me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No matter what. Not while I'm doing my job. I'm doing my job. I'm at doing this my point. job, and you don't just walk around. I'm trying to. I'm doing an investigation exactly. right now. You don't slap me you in don't the face. Slap me in the I'm face. I'm a cop. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. You don't slap a you don't cop slap in the a face. Because yeah. we know what happens when you look at a cop nowadays. Oh, you know God. what happens. Yeah. Uh, we know. But what uh, okay. So yes, that's right. Sterling uh, Silifant. 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 Yeah. Sterling Silifant. So yeah. So so but there so apparently there's like they said that that. That it was originally in the script, whatever. If it happened or didn't, I'm sure that conversation took place. Oh, it absolutely. Had to, yeah. Even if it had to, I'm yeah. sure it took place because you know what the other thing is. What Sydney was like, I want this in. He's like, I don't just want this in. The, I don't just want this in the film. It needs to be in every version of the film. That means the version that you're showing down in the south because that's the thing. Some, you know what I mean? Movies right. can they take show different, different takes. Version. And they show different yeah. versions. Ooh. They show different versions. Isn't that amazing, James, sometimes that they would show different, different versions in different parts of the country. And, yeah. It's insane. And he was like, this needs to be. Sh- if you're playing it in the south. This is the film, and it's in the South. And so he was, like, very specific about it. The good part, he had that power is great, too, though. And, and he did. He oh, did have that power. Yeah. He was yeah. very, very, well, very Well, the, the thing is, and the other thing is, that, and in that scene, that, and, and I always wondered this, and if I, if I, uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting Samuel Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson once, and if I meet him again, yeah. now that I've watched this movie, I'm going to ask him this question. Say that character that you played in Django, right? Yes. Was it at all? Was there ever a trigger point for you? And was the trigger point the service? The servant. Remember when the service oh. oh. looks at Mister Endicott and goes, shape. "Yeah, yes, oh, well, yes." And, and the thing happened. is, yes. you can look at it two different ways. He throws shade to Endicott, yeah. or he says, "Oh, you're gonna die." That, that, or he says. That black man who just left here, sir, doesn't know his place. Right. Yes. It could, yes. It could right. be one of two. It yeah. could be yeah. one of two meanings. I thought it was the second one. Yeah. I, thought, I, thought I thought it was, it was the second, second one. one. Yeah. I thought it was the second one. I know my place, sir. Oh, I don't wow. think he knows I thought his it was place. the second one. Uh-huh. You're right. right. Can't, let Negroes, right. Can't, right. Can't let Negroes get up in there like you that. You want to eliminate? And the other thing is, you're right. He's such a badass. Like, he's a legitimate detective. Like, he's the best detective. It's a great murder mystery. I think the movie would hold up. I think I'm not sure. I think it would hold up without the racial component. Yes, yeah. do you guys yes. think yes. the movie would hold up yes. without the racial 100%. component? Yes, 100. percent It is good. It is a very. That's what I was saying at the top. It's very good, like mystery crime film. The other thing. So another little trivia thing. Just sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like. <laughs> no, go ahead. But like they. So uh, apparently, uh, I don't know if it was the director or the producer, but they were uh, a little bit worried that it was playing because in the north there was a lot of laughter that was happening in the and they were like. This isn't a comedy. The this is a drama, but the laughter was coming from like irony, just, just the irony and like the fact that Sydney that Sydney was showing the, like that oh, Virgil yeah. was like showing up these racist this racist town like making them look really stupid and so people were laughing at that. But when the slap came, dead silence, and he was like, "Oh, okay, I know that this is a drama." And then yeah. they also said ah. they they also said they used to play this game where they would go and they would say uh, they would go, "We know if this is a white audience or a black audience because if it was a white audience, you would hear." Oh my, like, oh my gosh, like, whoa, dear, something like that, right? And if it was a black audience, it would just be, woo! And I was like, oh, is this where it came from? <laughs> no, but <laughs> it's so, that's so interesting because the thing is, it's like, when I, again, when I look at that movie, it was very uncomfortable, but it was like, I mean, I'm gonna say it. Like, I know, whatever, I'm gonna say it. I know we do this podcast about, like, Sandra. Uh, uh, Sandra. a black, a lead black actor, but I'm, I, we touched on it a little bit. Keegan, you touched on it. Sydney wasn't the lead of this movie to me. 
He was top wow. build. Okay. He was top build. But the thing about it is, he wasn't elite because there was no growth for him. He was, you know what he was? Mm. He was, he was, I like comics. So he was Robin to the white cops Batman. Because Batman is the one who experiences everything. He experiences like, oh man, I almost did this guy dirty. Oh, I have to defend this guy. And they say, do you want your job at one point? Like the, the, the higher up is like, after yeah. he smacks him, he's like, uh, our other sheriff would have shot him. You know, like they yeah. make sure you know that he is growing. Sydney again sure. doesn't grow. But I will say this now: I, it, it, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to take a moment of umbrage against the the, mm-hmm. the comparison, right? Only to say this: because Batman has the know-how in the Batman Robin, exactly. and in this situation, Virgil has True. the know-how. True. So, True. would you, Gerard, would you be willing to accept that maybe we could call it a two-hander? Yes, I would. It's I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Right. that, it's a, that like, I would agree no, with that. you did say like a buddy cop film. It right? would be yeah. a, to me. This is a buddy cop film without the humor. Well, the, it, the one cop because in this in this scenario, my, the way I look at it, St- Gillespie is kind of like uh, I'm, I'm getting. This is a kind of a wonky example. If you take Starsky and Hutch and make them the same person, and then you mm-hmm. have Huggy Bear. Yes. So Gillespie yes. is Huggy Bear because Gillespie knows the territory. Yes. Gillespie knows the cultural. Topography and the politics yeah. of the area, and Virgil has the know-how. Right. And what's interesting is, I wish the one, here's a thing. Here's a thing I wished in the film. I wish that they would have explained a little. It would have been one scene. Yeah. Just the kind of the political landscape in Sparta, because because what is the motivation for Gillespie to say the phrase? Well, I don't have an expert. Right, right, I don't have yeah, an expert yeah. crime, and we and, and maybe and, and maybe I'm I, just supposed to glean enough from like the guy that like, the guy like, that got killed is the guy who's bringing all the jobs to yeah, Sparta. Right, yeah. that is that's true for, for, for everybody. Too. For and everybody, make sure to make sure you know like it's that like town, colored people as well. Yeah, that town needed like uh, financially, it needed it this, needed this infusion. And that, yeah, and yeah. and if and they did set it up where like if they didn't find out who the killer was, the wife. She was deceased. Was gonna. Oh, was gonna. Leave oh, she was gonna town. leave. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. Gonna, And she said, it, and that's what, and that's why they had to keep Virgil there because they were like, if you don't let that Negro stay on the case, I'm out. Yeah, right. And, and she's so from yeah. Chicago. Like, she's from Chicago, which is once exactly. again. Exactly. And, and they were like, this is, oh, it's appalling how you treat this man. This yeah. is one of those movies too, where and I, I can't say it's the first movie because I don't know that for sure. Right. But I love that it's one of those movies where you have that sensibility where. You get that weird sensibility where the North is evolved. Right. Yes. He's yes. from Philly. Yeah. She's from Chicago. Exactly. She's like, I can't believe how you savages are treating. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but the thing not is, that racism didn't exist in the North, the but North, it wasn't just like, like it wasn't. We like, don't do this. this. We don't we, do this. Oh, how yeah. dare you? How like, dare you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny when he's getting. There's a scene where uh, Cindy Portier, uh, oh, Mr. Tibbs, um, <laughs> is getting chased like kind of in a car chase and the thing is it's so funny he's getting chased by I guess like uh, white people who hate him and they show <laughs> that's a good way to put it they only show at one point the confederate flag yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that's the, it of, which of is, the car behind which is him so, so relevant right so holy yeah. crap because the thing is like, so it's, it's just that, that it's, and the thing is the only shot to show these people hate him is the shot of the Confederate flag. Yeah. yeah. There's like one other shot of the guys in the car kind of a salivating, going, we're going to string us up a nigga today. Yeah. Yes. And they yeah. go back to the, the flag. Rest, and then right back to the back Confederate to the flag. flag. Yeah. And then you know, and then the Isn't driver negotiating, and then back to the flag. To and the then flag. Virgil, and then back, back to, to the, the flag. flag. Isn't that yeah. funny how, yeah, it's it was so obvious to everybody in 1967 that right. the Confederate flag is a symbol of hate. And the flag goes down. 
only in South Carolina. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In yep. 2015. Isn't that crazy? And it was a big deal when like, it went no, down. No, no, it's just our heritage. Like, Look, your heritage is that. And what's so amazing is. Y'all lost that war in the 1860s. <laughs> yes. It's 2015, and you lost the war in 1865. Yes. Yes. If you, that flag, the people, if the people who hung that flag high would have won, I would not be, we wouldn't be in the room here with, with our producers. I wouldn't be here. Our lovely producers. Our lovely producers. We wouldn't be here because that flag to me, and I don't give a shit if anyone's going to call me out on it, that flag represents straight hate. And it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. it just represents hate. And the fact that like this is a big deal. And to me, when I saw that movie, this movie just touched on things that are happening right now to me. Like, cops can just pin, not all cops, yep. I have friends with cops, but cops can pin stuff on you without a question. And the fact that that flag is what chased him down. They barely showed the people in the car. You're it was right. The flag I really think, I, I, I think you're right, Joe. I think in that entire action sequence, it's two shots of the guys. That's it. And there's like, Ten shots in the scene. Thought, yeah. There's two, so eight shots of a Confederate flag bumping into the bumper just of another the, car. Just the flag. Yep, flag, flag. They never showed flag. the they never showed the back of um, Mr. Tibbs' car. It never, was always never, never, never. Sydney flag. Sydney, Sydney flag. flag. Maybe a wide shot flag. I'm gonna throw this, to James. Like, uh, just because we, had, you know, uh, oh, man, this conversation is so good. But keep like, going, keep going, keep the, going. We're the, going the. So one of the reasons I think one of the reasons I think that this uh, one of the reasons I think it's it's hard to tell if Virgil Tibbs was the main character of this movie is because like I said that motivation they didn't explore it enough it made it made it seem like Gillespie was the one who gave him the motivation it was instead of like and you I think if Sydney if Sydney wasn't such an incredible actor yeah I feel like it would be hard to tell but like you can see him like contemplating the side himself and like. As a viewer, I was like, "Oh, he's thinking of, he's realizing the importance mm-hmm. of having of being here and changing the way that these people think." Yeah. Now, we didn't actually get a scene where he really gets to say that, right? Yeah. There's no scene where he gets the. Mm-hmm. But if that scene was there, do you think it would have been? Absolutely, I struggle with that a lot. Like the whole movie, I was like, "Oh, like we're like because he's this fish out of water." We aren't. We don't get to hear him just talking to somebody exactly. until way later. You yeah. know, until that, yeah. that improvised scene yeah. that happened. But like about his backstory. About his backstory. Yeah. We don't get to hear him like have moments of of doubt. Really, you know, because he is such an outsider in the movie. So like, you know, you you have this fight of like, oh, I know this is supposed to be about him, but I can't tell that it is yeah. because. We don't get to be alone with him in that. I mean, I feel like as an actor, I as an actor, not as a producer, I'm watching Sidney Poitier rest the movie into the world of logic. It's so true. Place, I mean, that's as an improviser looking at that. Exactly. Wow. He was almost he was almost operating as an improviser. So true. He's going. I have to knit these pieces together, which is plot. Yep. And, and and you're right, James. It's it's like why Okay, we get it at the beginning. His boss says You gotta stay. You have to stay. Right. Um we don't even know what the motivation for his chief to tell him that is. No. Yeah. And, really then, isn't and, it, and then it's it's the it's the subsequent pleas yeah. to stay mm-hmm. or the subsequent ideas or motivations to stay that he deals with masterfully, because I think but those can th- those can be looked upon yeah. or construed as uh, plot yeah. loose plot loose plot yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. there's yeah. a little bit of plot and then like it puts a lot on the viewer to be like oh you know once he's this like i have to stay i have to stay you're like oh that's the 
that's the type of detective yeah. that this man is. You know, right. Like once he gets, Which once is, he feels close, he, you know, he has to keep going until he cracks yeah, and, it. And, and that's not racial. That's, that's, he's, that's, he's obsessed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, paints him to an archetype a little bit, but like that, but so one of the reasons I was thinking about that is because I was like, man, if there was a scene, for instance, if there was a scene with his mother. I wish, I mean? wish, yeah. And he I, goes to, home to his mom and he's like, he's like, you, first of all, you need to leave. Like, this place is awful. They, this is how they've been treated. I don't. I can't imagine how they've been treating you. We right. Need to get right. out of here. You need to come up to Philly. I, I have a good. And and the mom, and the mom just has like some instills some like some sense of like responsibility, which is what African Americans for so long still today have like they have a, an extra responsibility that white people just for they just don't have. They, they don't, don't have. have. They, they just, just simply don't, don't have. have. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and it's not you know it's not it doesn't that doesn't mean you know it's not like their fault but it's just like their the way that our society was construed african americans have an extra sense of responsibility and if we got to like have that talk just a little bit just a taste of it that i would have been like i'd been like cool and and that end scene because that's the, the thing that bothered me was that the end scene even though i was like okay gillespie's supposed to we're supposed to like hear that line where he's like you take care now you hear as like the we're like, oh, he changed okay. him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was like, what I thought was going to happen, what didn't happen was he was going to be like, he's like, you take care now, Mister Tibbs, and it never came. Yeah, right. He never, he never, and that, and I was be, like, oh, and that may be a result of the movie being made in 1967. That's 100. Yeah. That see, it's I, I like. I, I mean, I'm saying it to you. Yeah. Braylock, because it, it's interesting to look at you. I'm, I love calling you by your last. Name. <laughs> it's a great last name. Thank you. Um. Uh. Is is I like looking at a 21st century sensibility. Right. Talking about the film. Going, right. he should have called him Mr. Tibbs, but that's not what they did. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably sat around, the writers probably sat around, and Jewison probably sat around and said, we can't do it. That is, that's unrealistic. Yeah. It's completely realistic insane? to us and right. unrealistic to them. Yeah, they're like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't move the dial that much. It wouldn't move the it's dial a, that it's much. It's enough that he would just say, you take care now. Like show him a motor. Or, come up or the stuff. other way to put it is it would move the dial too much. And right, they yeah. go, whoa, that's absurd. Right. That guy would never call that guy right. by, by, this is right. by his formal right. respectful title. Right. And and uh, like in thinking about that though too, like if the, the slap going back to the slap, yeah. like if the slap was a thing that Sidney Poitier was like, this must be in the movie, then they needed to then also add the the moments where the guy's like uh, why didn't you shoot him after he slapped? Him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Had, it had right, right, you right. Know, which kind of like that—that that was a thing that stood out to me. I was like, why is this happening? But then it was like, oh wait, no, that would—they would obviously have to address what's different about yeah. you. You know, like I don't know. So, Jarrell, why don't we? Why don't we get into the swirl a little bit? Oh, yeah. I, this, this is a real tough this one. This feels wrong no, no, to this do. Feels really... No, it this does. This feels wrong. It is I, just I, so idealistic. I've thought about it. Yes. Uh, okay. Just so you know what the swirl is. Um, Explain the swirl. Uh, so the swirl is, um, I feel like black men aren't seen as sex symbols enough. Right. Because um, we are men. We, we are, are men. Handsome. We have a sexual life. We have a sexual we drive. We have a sexual mm-hmm. life. And I feel like a lot of times in uh, movies and on TV, you will see a white man with a black woman or a woman of some type of ethnicity. Sure. Because because that's the thing. And, you know, we have a history as African-Americans where, like, if you were a black man and you looked at a white woman at a certain time, you were killed. You were killed. Right. I mean, yeah. Emmett Till. I mean, Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. To like, kill a Like, you know what I'm saying? You could think, like, it happens. So my thing is, to me, is like we will never be considered equals in movies until 
black men can have sex with a white woman on screen because at that point, if it's not about his race, we're equal. It's right. like, that's it. There's no, there's no other. And it's not that. Sorry, I, just to clarify, because yeah. like, I know some people like, oh, people you know, because we, we, you know, you know yeah. we're doing this comedically, but like yeah. some people, I think, do it really all the time. It's not that we think this. like, Oh, for the black man, a white woman is the it's not the epitome. it's not the paradigm, it's not it's, 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 yeah. or the paragon. I'm right. sorry, yes. but it's just this. It's just a social taboo that has been. And guess who's coming to dinner? It was a movie that Sydney did. Yeah, but like it is just that taboo that like even on screen, people are still like, oh, it it feels dangerous for the black man to be with a white woman. Yeah. like you know, it's too so, scary. Go, it is. So, yeah. so so basically, what I do is in every movie, uh, we decide when there could have been a swirl. When could the black man <laughs> have had sex with a white woman in a movie? Even if there is none. We say where there is one. Well, in this movie, you know, what's interesting and so provocative in this film mm-hmm. is when the girl who it. got pregnant yep. comes and the best one of the best parts of the movie is her brother saying, I can't believe you allowed a Negro in the room yeah. to listen. You know, that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And there, there's and, and there was nothing sexually charged about the scene. It, but 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 th- that dynamic or no? Do you think there was that? There was there was a one. She look. gave a look. She gave a look. She when gave he was outside. one look before they went into yep. the office. Well, she she came in. in and she looked at him. And ah, there was to me, I yep. was like, ooh, yeah. And something. It's, and it's, oh, I thought that look. I oh. actually thought that look was the opposite. I oh, I thought like, it was in. I thought it was it. I thought it was it. Were you? I don't know. I thought it was like. I think there are two points in this movie where the swirl could have. Go ahead. One of them is going to be controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. Well, the first one is uh, this whole uh, the first one is um, uh, the, the 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 wife. Yeah. The, the wife. Oh yeah, Colbert. Colbert's wife. Colbert's wife. The thing is, she she was from Chicago, where interracial day might it might have happened in secret, whatever. But it was going down. And this is the thing: her <laughs> husband is gone. Yep. Okay. My thing is, she could have been like, "Hey, you put that Negro back on here," and they say no, and she's like, "You know what? I'm gonna get him to come back." And I'll see, no, Mr. Uh, Tim. Uh, she seduces, she seduces she goes, Mr. Tim. He is single. He is single. And she technically is single now, she's too. She's technically She's a widow. Talk about, talk about, talk about. Yeah. So listen, this is my thing. This is my thing. Okay. So we know Mr. Tibbs is staying with the black mechanic, yeah. right? So Mr. Tibbs could be stressed out thinking it's like, oh, man, somebody's trying to come kill me again. Uh-huh, Next thing uh-huh. you know, it's the white woman. And she's like, hey, I know you're a good cop. The best homicide cop. In I'm Philadelphia. A, in Philadelphia, the north, where people are smart. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and she's like, you know what? I need you to stay. And he's like, and he's like, and he's like, I don't want to stay. This place is racist. And she's like, no, not all of us are that bad. And he's like, no, <laughs> he's like, no, I need to get out of here. And she's like, no, just stay. This he's dialogue, like, he's like, he's dialogue like, is amazing. Oh, and he's like, why should I listen? Why should I listen to anything you say? Because I'm from Chicago. What? You from Chicago? That's the north. I'm from the north. What? She closes the door. <laughs> and, in, and in that particular movie, that's all you're gonna get. That's all you're gonna get. But wait, but wait, 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 wait. Could it be this though? Could it be? Can this be the end? Can this be the end? So that's all you're gonna get. They they kind of go and the, you hear, and, the, and it starts to fade. It starts to fade out, and then all you hear is. <gasps> Mr. Tim. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. We got to add to that. That's what it is. We got to add to that. Basically, we got to get the shot from outside the window. So basically, she it's closes the door. back. She closes the door. And oh, you see to the, the exterior. Yeah. The silhouette. back from the window. The silhouette. Silhouette. Then, oh, she, they, no. they hold each other. Oh, they go Mr. down. Tibbs. Mr. Tim. And he's like, <laughs> what did he say? He got to say one of those classic words. Damn right. He got to say something. He got to say something good. You dig. You dig. She says, you know, Mr. Tibbs. And he goes, that's my name. <laughs> That's my name. The second That's one, the second one is kind of tricky because the thing is, is you know, I, I guess usually they 
in movies, they don't hire people that are the same age. So I didn't know the the sister was 16 until they got in the room. Oh, no, oh, neither yeah. did I. No, oh, I, I didn't know the room. That, that was not a 16-year-old girl. That was not that a 16-year-old girl. Was that no. that 16-year-old girl the same girl that you kind of so see naked? That's her. That's her. I was, was like, Well, you realize... That's what the name of the movie is. Yes, yeah. in the heat, heat of, of the, the night. Of the night, it was so hot that night. I was yeah. traipsing around in my birthday. Yes, yes. the heat yeah. of the night. So I didn't know she was sixteen. So this is my thing. It was questionable. Let, let, I'm gonna just imagine. Let's let's fictional world. She's eighteen. Okay, she's eighteen. <laughs> fictional world. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Keegan, oh, everyone listen. Boy. No, we can listen. Listen, listen, listen. I'm on board. I'm on board. She's eighteen. Okay, she's eighteen. She's eighteen. Legal. She's legal. Okay, here's the thing. Mr. Tibbs knows where everyone goes. <laughs> no, anyway, Mr. Tibbs knows what happened, okay? Mr. Tibbs knows <laughs> that she goes to the Producer window Nick naked. is shaking his head. No, listen, hit me out. Okay. Mr. Tibbs, Mr. Tibbs knows that she goes to the, door, the window naked. How does he know? How does he know? You're right. How does How he, he know? know that Sam he skipped had the block? To, he would have had to go back to that block and saw her I did naked. Think about he would have had to have known. So that is, is a hole in the story. This yeah. is my thing. He would have had to go back the night after. And I was, he's walking, because what's he going gets on? Out what's of the car? He gets out of the car, he leaves. He's like, what's going on? What's going on? He walks past the window. She's dead naked. Next thing you know, he's like, what the hell is this white girl doing naked in this window? And all of a sudden, he stops confused trying to figure it out. As he's doing that, she vanishes. You know what happens now? The door opens. Oh, dear. The door opens, and he's like, I got to go in this oh. door. <laughs> I got to go, go in this door. Just a reminder, in this scenario, she's 18. She's 18 in this scenario. In this scenario. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what? In this that scenario, makes... let's make her 22. Yeah, 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 yeah. 22. that's good. I like 22, that. 22, she was just, so he goes in, and he's like, hey, <laughs> hey, what's what's happening? And she's like, and she, <laughs> and she doesn't hey, say anything. Hey, 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 what's, what's happening? happening? <laughs> is it hot? Is it hot in here? And all of a sudden. She doesn't talk. She doesn't talk because you never hear her talk until she gets in the room and she's forced to talk. But she doesn't talk. And he's like, hey, listen, I'm <laughs> like, hey, did that, did that cop, did Sam come over here and talk to you? She gives him a nod. And he's like, she, he, she's naked. She's naked okay. the whole time. Because she's always naked when she's in the window. Why? Okay, that's the movie, not me. Why is she in? She answered the door because she's curious because she's continue, bored. Continue. They said the whole time, she said that I'm bored, right. he leaves me at home. And she's like, you know what? I never met a black man with a suit because he wears white people clothes. Right. I want to have sex with the black man who wears white people clothes. Does he have sex like a white man? Does he have sex like a black man? She don't she, know. She doesn't, she doesn't know. know. But she does what, know. But she that's knows. illegal. She, she knows. She knows. And she, it was illegal. It literally, it was, it literally it was, was illegal. illegal. And she's in the South. <laughs> she needs to feel spicy. She needs to feel a little edge in her life. So what's crazier What's the, what's, what do you want up after like being naked in front of a white cop having sex with a black man in a suit That's in the, the south? Next one. She won't even close the door. She won't even close the door. She's like, she's like, what's your name, Mr. Tip? He's like, yeah. And she's like, leave the door open. <laughs> That's All it. Right. Leave right. the door open. All right. Two smiles, okay. y'all. Forget it. Let's man. get out of here. Well played. <laughs> well played. Thank you. Well Thank played. you. All right. Cool. Ah. Uh, you can send your hate mail to at uh, Black <laughs> Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, that, this needs to go directly to Gerard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just Gerard's Twitter. Uh, cool. All right. I like that you said that, Braylock, that people need to understand that it's a comedy. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it a is comedy. A comedy. it's a comedy podcast. It's a comedy podcast. But um, I get a lot of hate. So I know, it's like people I know. Come you, people come to me. Well, you know what you need to do? You know what you need to do? Even if it, even if he's not the lead, I haven't seen the movie or even thought about the movie in a long time. There's a movie with Ellen Barkin and Lawrence Fishburne called mm-hmm. Bad Company. Huh. I've yes. seen it, and if you've seen it, that's there's your swirl movie. The other swirl movie, of course, is Mississippi Masala with Denzel 
and I cannot think of her name right now. Her name is escaping me. She's an Indian actress who is in who is in Homeland. She plays Saul's wife in Homeland. Great, Sarita. Yeah. Yeah, so her name is Sarita, yeah. and she's in a film called Mississippi Masala with Denzel Washington, and it's an Indian family. Ah. She's been and they and they have a romance, mm. and it's an Indian family that's moved to the Mississippi, and Denzel's character lives there. Right, and it's it's an interesting film. Things, things are changing because I, just... I, it's almost like there's a secondary part of this podcast, right. which yeah. is yeah. the swirl section. Find those films, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then yeah, yeah. yeah. Because re- Ooh, just tweet, recently, just tweet recently, tweet actually, um, some films, uh, yeah. Jonathan, you remember his name? Um, he's the lead in uh, the new Star Wars movie, uh, John Boyega. But, uh, Boyega. Boyega. He he just signed on to be Emma Watson, Hermione's love interest in a new film. Cool. And to me, it's so love cool it. because he's young. He's young, yeah. and it's like oh, Will Smith just so did it, and it's like yes. This is the, yes. This is it. This is this is what the swirl right. is about. Like we're just and there's if I may. There's a movie for you guys. Yes. Because Attack the Block is not an American yes. studio movie, exactly. but it's a studio it's movie. It's a studio yes, movie. It is. And yes, it almost is. all so the characters are black. Yep. Yes. And, 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 and the white characters are the comic relief. Comic yep. relief. Yep. Yep. Oh, we God. should definitely do Attack the oh, Block. Oh, Attack the Block yeah. is so – I'm so down to do that. Absolutely. All right. Cool. So it's time. It's time. James, what? What? Um, what are you going to say? I'm just saying. James, uh, say it. You're so thoughtful. I'm just saying um, – so the movie Hancock, like if you oh, think wow. about, if we think about no, it in the heat of the no, night, no, well, no, how dare you? Think you? About in the heat of, no, we so, have a guest. Now I, no, listen here. <laughs> if I may, if I may, if I may, the guest, yes, wants to hear him out. Thank okay. you. Okay, okay. thank All you, right. Keegan. You, you okay, gotta, so you gotta pass. Uh, <laughs> it, in the heat of the night, right, is about a man who's out of place. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I might renege. Wait, no. I might renege. Wait, no, I think I'm reneging on my on my previous request. You're embarrassing out of place. He's a man who's out of place. Okay, keep going. Okay, a handcuff. And he has an ability, a deep ability, deep inside of himself, mm-hmm. to save people. Is it a superpower? Is it a superpower? He, he does kind of. It's true. It might be. You know, it is kind of the like superpower a, of detecting. Yeah. Of detecting. Yeah. Okay. Bruce Wayne. And then in the movie Hancock, stop. Hancock. Stop, man. You're, come on, man. Wait, like, no, wait. Listen, he's on the others. People don't know he's out of place. They're like, why is this man here? It's not the oh, same. Then, no, wait, I'm no, done. Listen, I am no, done. It is not wait. the same. And then Keegan is some, looking at us like we're <laughs> like we're not smart anymore. <laughs> no, we're not doing this. Okay. And as I have to say, Jerome, I'm still intrigued. <laughs> Thank you, Keegan. Okay, so then as as in the heat of the night continues, there is an acceptance. That builds uh, from the people that are around him. There's one man, right, that latches on to uh, the outsider. Is that Charlie Theron? Is that Charlie And he Theron? says, "You know what?" He says to other people, "You have to." <laughs> I thought a lot you about. You can't it. even give a straight face. <laughs> no, he's like, he thought he goes to other people, and they're like, "You guys have to." I need Mister. T- you guys have to do. And in Hancock, they're like, you know. Hancock is just misunderstood. No, no, hey, there's hey, no, hey, no, hey. All right, all right, I'll give it to you until the part, until the, until the part where <laughs> and then Charlize Theron is like, oh, uh, by the way, gods? we're Egyptian we're gods, Egyptian gods. <laughs> we're we Egyptian gods. They can't be in the room together. What about yeah, that part? We cannot ignore the Egyptian, Egyptian gods. gods. Egyptian we gods. can't be in the room I mean, I don't together. Know. Part of the movie. <laughs> I don't even remember if that was a big part of Hancock. Uh, so I'm done with him. Let me just say this: it's the biggest part of Hancock. <laughs> After the middle of the second act, we have a turn, and that's the reveal. I don't know. And I don't think that Gillespie. I don't think we can compare Gillespie 
and Jason Bateman's yeah. character. <laughs> not at all. Uh, like not to mention that some of the cops kind of fall into line, but the town wants to string him up. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not this. But I'm can I say this, James? Please. Great effort. Thank you. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, 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 no. I got a don't great do that. effort just Because you don't have, you don't have to Am stay I here. Am I encouraging him? I'm encouraging him. Yeah, you, you don't have to you stay here. You don't have to stay here, okay? Like, this is the worst thing. You know what he's going to say every week? You know Keegan like that. <laughs> <laughs> every week. Uh, every true. week. It's not going to go away, and I All right. appreciate it. Oh, boy, boy, boy. It's time to get – so you may not – it's time to get into the cause. The cause. So, okay. So, Keegan, essentially – the way we rate, uh, the way we rate these films, not on like a scale of one to ten or five stars or whatever, we rate it uh, in terms of the cost. Did this movie help the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood in major motion pictures? Um, now, this film was in 1967 because we have said before we like films that aren't just catered to a, no FUBU films, yeah, no just black no, audience, no for us by us films, uh, and also you know. Now, obviously, the 21st century, we would like to do films that aren't just centered around race. That being said, this is 1967. Race was the only thing that black people yeah. were really thinking. It's not true. It's not the only thing yeah. that black people were thinking about, but it was on everybody's mind. Uh, so um, we do Black Fist. Now, we usually do – there's three of us, but there's four of us today. So we either give it – if you feel like it really helped the cause, Black Fist. If it, did, if it was so-so, White Palm. And if you feel like it didn't help the cause at all, nothing. Yeah. On the count of three, we're gonna just throw it up. Whew. You gotta think about it a little bit. Man, I need a second. I, this one's hard. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting because, like, it's time wise. There's right? a context issue. There's a context yeah. issue. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. You, okay, ready, this guys? Is tough. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, right. I'm a, I'm okay. It's cool. Tough, but I, but I've decided. All right. <laughs> okay. Here we go. The count of three. Closing my eyes. One. Two, three. Oh, all right. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. So we got two, two black fists, two black fists, two white palms. Yeah, which we can combine into one fist. So that's three black three, fists. Three, three black fists. fists. Three black fists. Out of three four. Fists. Three out of four, four black fists. And I and I say because it's a seminal film. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? It's it's one of the big. It's cheating because it's one of the first. It's a pioneer. It's film. It's a pioneer film. So yeah. it's cheating a little bit, as opposed to. Here's the thing. If if, if I may just say this. Yes. The thing is, King gave it a black fist. I don't, and I gave it a black fist. At this point in time in our history, uh, I'm trying to think how to say this the best way. This was the best example of us. The, okay, it's lacking nuance as a human. Yes. But it's showing that a black person can have expertise in something that a white person doesn't have expertise in. Yes. yes. That's what's, I think that's one important Very component true. Very of it. True. Okay. The other thing is then I think because we're alive after this era, which is the civil rights era. Right. It's, it's the end. It's the tail end of the civil rights era. The next era was black exploitation. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So what happens is in black exploitation, they were all turned into superheroes yep. that yeah. have these skills that were never quantified by anybody. They were shared with people yep. about – our sexual prowess. And then people said, hey, that's something that we can – that's something that's scintillating that we can link into. So that's what the identity of a black male will be yeah. as opposed to being a provider. 
as opposed to being a person who inspires. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to being a person who has insight. Yes. As a person, as opposed to a person who has historical context. It's just I'm, I'm going to be crude. It's just oh, I know what we can narrow it down to for the most for the most sensational and titillating aspect of selling tickets. They've got big dicks. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. that's the worst yeah. thing that happened to us. Yes. Yes. And and there was thirty years of of comedians. Talking about that being the best thing that happened to us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's the worst. It's one of the worst things that happened to us. That's not where our value lies. Right. And so I I think what happened is almost in a manner of speaking, what we what we see in the heat of the night, Mm -hmm. what we see in patch of blue, what we see in look, uh, guess who's coming to dinner? What we see in those films got in a manner of speaking corrupted in the seventies. Yeah. Because we were showing archetypal, uh, archetypal superheroes right. that had a particular quote unquote skill set, right. yeah. mm-hmm. as opposed to jumping another twenty five years later to a movie like Pursuit of Happiness, where I'm seeing a man who is simply trying to provide for his son. Yeah. Right. And is there some flavor on it? Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, at the core, the movie's about a man trying to provide. For his family, yeah, and isn't that story, that human story, mm-hmm. what movies should be about? That's all you want is to be humans, man. Yeah, all we're Do asking is to, to be, be human. human. That's yeah. it. It's yeah. like it's not a. Well, I felt like we go through this every week, and I was, you know, in the car ride here, I was yeah. like, man, it's sad that we do this podcast because to me, it's like, it's fun, but it's like the whole point is that. We rate movies on whether it helps further the cause of a black yeah. person being considered a human in a movie. And why, and and <clears throat> you gave it a white palm. Gerard gave I it gave a white it, palm. I gave it a white palm only because um, there's a question of whether or not Sydney is the lead. So to me, it's like I see. I see. So to me, it's like it, it's a fair great question. Movie. It's a question to me. Even if he, because <clears throat> again, um, I'm so sorry. I can't remember the 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 cops. Gillespie. Name. Gillespie. Okay. Gillespie. That actor won Best Actor. So my thing is, like, for, for him to be nominated for Best Actor, that poses the question of, like, who, who leads this movie? For instance, I mean, to be honest, like, uh, let's take it back to Training Day. This movie has the Training Day effect. Like, uh, uh, like, Denzel happened to be nominated for Best Actor, even though he was kind of like the Gillespie of that movie. And the reason he was nominated is because is was because he played a bad guy. He played right. the bad so guy. So we're saying, oh, there's some diversity mm-hmm. in a role that Denzel's playing. Mm-hmm. We've got to nominate him. He's, he's gotta always get it. the hero. He's yes. got to get it. But Ethan Hawke was nominated for Best Supporting. So to me, it's like if the actor playing Gillespie was nominated for Best Actor. And again, like I don't have my phone near me. But it's like if Sidney was to be nominated because he wasn't, what would he have been nominated for? Would it have been Best Actor next to this man? Or would it have been Best Supporting? So – he actually was nominated for Best Actor for the Golden Globe and for the BAFTA. But not for but Oscars. Not the was he Award. really? He was nominated six times for the Golden Globe, six times for the BAFTA, two times for the Academy. For the Academy. And to me, it's like this, this podcast is like we say like a black leader man um, in a studio movie. And the thing is the fact that whether Sydney's leading is a question – he makes it like even though he is the he, title, he's top character. built, and he's he top, top built. built. He's top built. They made a sequel. They made two sequels to this movie based around him. They call him <laughs> Mr. Tibbs. It's the name of the sequel. Yes. But my thing is the fact that even right now in this room, we're like he split it, or the fact that we're questioning it to me is like I can't give it that. I hear but you. But James, James gave it a James yeah, gave it a fist. I gave it a fist uh, because the the movie itself, you know, like is like it is. Um, 
pretty much saying like, look, you guys, accept this person. Like the movie, like is the co- like. In itself, I hear what you're saying, James. You the know, movie is the cause. Is the cause. It's it is very. True. You know, like it's, it's it is a very much a civil rights film. Like, oh, like you know what I mean. You should be accepting this man. Why not? You know, why not look at this? He's man more qualified to solve this crime and save your town. Yeah, than then, you are exactly. Yep. And they need his help. Um. And yeah. And I mean. And like. And I. You know, like we've been talking about how like. Uh, his character is not a nuanced human character, but I feel like there are a couple times where he's like, it's starting to happen, and he's not allowed to. Uh, yeah, That's I so think true. I think Poitier is the person that in, inserts the nuance. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. If yeah. you were to read the script, I could see now yeah. today. Today, if you yes. were to make that movie today, I could see a black actor going, oh, "There's not enough character in here for me." Yep. Yeah, he just made the necessity yep. is the mother of invention. Yeah. But he probably didn't have no other option because, again, I feel like you know. Jonathan James and I, for instance, I'm going to say it. I said this to Braylock the other day, is that usually we're in the comedy community here in New York. If there's a black role, oh, and it yeah. can't get, so and it happens to us all the time. If they can't get, like, James, it'll come to Braylock. If they can't get Braylock, it'll come to me. And I feel like... Yeah, not this, always in that order. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, whatever order it happens. It's always in, in that order. I'm right, always first. <laughs> okay, Thank <James>. you. <laughs> but I feel like sometimes, especially, like, if you look at this pilot season by the time this airs, like, a lot of pilots coming out are... There are young black guys, a lot revolves around like rapping and selling drugs. And I feel like in this movie, Sidney Poitier probably got the script and it was like very generic. It was like just a black man dealing with this. It was a crazy... popular book. That it, the it, it was. It, it was, was a popular book. And, I, and I, I love now to read the book yeah, I would and too. see was what nuance is missing yeah. in the film yeah. that maybe he tried to provide. Or, yeah. or maybe. Or maybe, maybe the opposite. Maybe. Or was it, or I thought he they, added it all. Or did they put added. all the nuance in the film and it wasn't all. in the book? Because think about everything we talked about with Sidney Poitier. Everything we're talking about is like the looks he gives. That's not in a script. It's not no. like that's that's what you're that's what you do when you embody the character. Like for instance, that Braylock, you talked about it earlier on when um um the cop is trying to convince him to stay when at the train station. He's like, You just want to prove think about it, you want to prove that you're better than the rest of these white these white cops. And the thing is, to me, watching Sidney's close up is like He's thinking in his head, I do want to do that. But it's also like, that's not the point. It's like, to me, it's like that stuff he added. And it's just yeah. crazy because like, so, I feel like he's got a generic script and it's like, I'm going to make this what I can. So, like what Eddie did. Yeah, absolutely. So, the, so I give it a white palm and I, f- I feel like, I don't know, I'm really struggling with it. But the reason that I did it, because I agree with, I agree with, I definitely agree with both of what Keegan and James said about this film and like, also, the fact that Sidney Poitier, like, the, here, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing because basically this film was so amazing and Sidney did such a great job and, like, in not just this film but all of his, all of his, his whole body of work that it, I think, I think accidentally it created what you were talking about. It created the, black the It created the black it, superhero. It created the black oh, superhero. But because Sidney, because in people's minds they were like, that's what I want to be. It's like oh. people watching this movie and black people were like, that's awesome. I mean, and like, and like everybody else was like, yes. And, and, and it had okay. to, it had to be digestible. It had, to, because it's hard because it's like, it had to be digestible for where this country was at this time. They need it. You need it. And, and the thing is, it's, it's funny because you need both. I was talking about this with my girlfriend that you, uh, you need both MLK and Malcolm X. You do. Right. right? You need that violence. You need that violence. 
you know, to kind of like, and then the per, and then the black upstanding black citizen who people were the white people were like, man, we'd much rather deal with him than deal with this guy. And 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 because you have this guy, they're like, great. Well, since clearly a change needs to be made, we'll go over here. Over here. So Sydney's character was like, okay, this is like, this is how we'd rather deal with it. We know it has to be dealt with. We'd rather deal with this. You know what I mean? Action star, kind of almost, right? Yeah. But. So this is just like a, a side like thing like uh, it's from Wikipedia, but I think it's true. Uh, they said like the film earned the nickname Super Spade versus the Rednecks. Super, Super Spade. Spade. Yeah, which is a term we haven't heard in it's 40 years. Right, right, because yeah. obviously that's a derogatory term, but like they but it was just like, oh, it's like the super negro, it's the it's the superhero black man. Yeah. And like and they and people idolize that and white people idolize that. Yeah. Yeah. They so so much so that it wasn't like they were like, "Great, we'll go see Shaft." I mean, but you know like, what I mean? It's like what I said about uh about Beverly Hills Cop of like like Beverly Hills Cop right, that's why on he, its own is yes. like oh wow great there's this there's this black man but it's not necessarily that he's black it's like this you know it's this crossover kind of a movie but then it spawned the sea of movies that was like <laughs> the black right. cop and the, I just want to be clear that, by the way it's not Sydney's this is has nothing to do with Sydney it has right. to do with it just has to do with what it what had to happen and then yes, because that, Hollywood was like great. That's all it needs to be. That's that's my point. Yes, is that at that time that's what needed to happen in the evolu- uh, in our cinematic yes, evolution. Exactly, that's what was happening, and that's what needed to happen. But the problem is, we just like you said, Gerard, It's so simple. It's like we just want to be seen as humans. humans. And so what happens is, we're not superheroes. Right. But I think what happened is in the '60s after the after it's almost like we had spent. From the 18th century, I'm sorry, the late 17th century. 17th. The 17th. late 17th century to the 1960s. Yes. We were. Fr- I, 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 I say I, 90s. I will say to the 1990s. 1990s. But <laughs> we, 60s, oh, oh, that, definitely. Okay, we'll say the 1990s. Okay. We were, uh, and I'm trivializing, I'm, I'm trivializing, I'm saying this on purpose. I'm trivializing yes. the experience to make an example, uh, an, an, uh, uh, um, an analogical. Antidote? Analogical. No. Uh, I'm not analogy yeah. to make Analytical. to make a, a broad uh, analogy. Yes. Okay, so from the from the the late sixteenth late seventeenth century to the nineteen nineties, we were freshmen in high school, <laughs> and they were beating on us and beating on us and beating on us. Fuck you, freshmen. Fuck you, freshmen. Right. And it wasn't until the mid nineties that we got to be sophomores. And what do sophomores do? Sophomores act like superheroes. Right. Yeah, and pick on the freshmen. Wow, now, there are no, analogy. there were no freshmen, <laughs> right? Because we, yeah. but the thing is, we did something that freshmen never had to do. It wasn't four years, man. It was four hundred and four years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we had to make ourselves superheroes because sophomores That's see so juniors true. and seniors as superheroes, and sophomores get to be superheroes too. And I think we almost emotionally, right. From an, a point of a point of emotional logic, right. we had to do that. Right. That's why in, in Living Color, very in the, the television show in Living yeah. Color, which is one of my favorite TV shows, uh, we had to be in a place where we're like, black people are cool, and we're cooler than white people, right. yeah. and we always have been. We're, we've always been <laughs> we've always been more creative, and we've always been more um, figurative. We've always been more colorful. Uh-huh. And so we started to exert ourselves in that way. Right. Yeah. And that's why I use Pursuit of Happiness as a benchmark movie. We're like, that's just a movie. 
about a guy who's trying to save his kid. Right. That's it, man. And they put a Universal. black man in it. Exactly. That's the next step. And that's, that's what Jordan exactly. and I are trying to do. To me, that's yeah. the next step. Exactly. How, that is just the cause. Treat us like, to me, we were already superheroes. Now, just treat us like humans. Just regular humans. How human has that being. been, though? Because I feel like, and I feel like I bring this up because, uh, again, we're here in the comedy community in New York, and I feel like it's that thing of, you know, me and Braylock happen to be on the same team, which I love. Right. But I feel like sometimes before I met the rest of, you know, James, Bray, Astronomy Club, yeah. it was this thing of like, I was the only black dude I ever met in a class doing improv, or even on stage. So I became, so for instance, if I would talk to you guys like how I normally talk, it became the, the game of a scene. And people don't know the game yeah. of a scene. That becomes the funny thing of the scene. Whereas like, that's not me being funny, that's just how I talk. Oh, goodness, yes. So it's like, that's just how I talk. So my curiosity is because clearly you're at a different level than we are. Like, do you ever feel like, or just, just what are your experiences just when it comes to like, you just did a film, is that, do you have to balance out how, ah, it's weird. Do you ever have to like question how black you can be? Well, the thing is, it's what the film, what you're talking about uh-huh. is what the film's about. Ah. See, Jordan wrote this film, and it's brilliant. And the thing is, all the film is, if you take complete race out of it, let's say every human being in the world, every all seven billion of us are exactly. purple. Every All seven billion of us are purple. We're all purple. If everybody on Earth is purple, then this movie is about a guy who goes through a horrible breakup – and then what he wants, and then he, and then a, a kitten shows up on his doorstep, and that kitten replaces his girlfriend, <laughs> right? And then the kitten gets stolen, and he and his cousin have to go find the kitten. Ah, mm. that's what the movie's about. That's very interesting. Did you? That's what the movie's about. Everybody's purple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's purple, right? Right. And then there are some purple people who are. Um, Dealing with nefarious situations and Ill- illicit contraband, and they some for some reason have the kitten. Us two purple people who grew up privileged mm-hmm. have to go in that world if we want to get the kitten back. So the people who are purple who are lower class speak in a particular way. We don't speak in that way, but if we want to get the kitten back. We better start speaking that way right. to make them think we're one of them. To infiltrate. To, to infiltrate and get the kitten back. Right? Yep. So that's what we do. If there was no race and there was only culture and class, that's what our movie Keanu's about. Hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. But there is culture. <laughs> exactly. And there is race. And there is context. And that's why I think our movie's going to make a lot of money. None of it should matter. But humans make it matter. Right. Yeah. Because when we were cavemen, we had to categorize shit, eat the green stuff, exactly. don't eat the ground stuff, blah, blah, blah. And we've been doing it ever since. Yep. I know it sounds cryptic. Does that make sense? No, it does make I sense. Think you know? that, but that's my question because, like, again, we just do so, the same thing yeah, about like. I, I'm not even, I, I kind of went off on a tangent. I didn't answer. What I'm saying is that's the situation is that Jordan just wrote a caper. Right. There's the jewel. The jewel's a kitten in this case. Mm-hmm. We got to find, we got to do everything in our power to get the jewel back. We just happen to be two upper middle class black guys mm-hmm. who were raised in quote unquote white society. Right, right, right. And we have to go into quote unquote black society to get the kitten back. So the movie is about how black we are yeah. in any given moment. Right. Yeah. The movie's about that. But yes, my partner is so goddamn brilliant. 
he found a way to just infuse it inside of a caper. That's so great. we never talk about it. Yeah. Right. We just do it. Right. Yeah. There's like three lines in the whole movie where we talk about it. That's great. And then the next 80 minutes, we just do it. Yeah. Right. Show, don't tell. That's, yeah. that's the cause, baby. That's the cause. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even. John, I, I want to give uh, Jonathan Bray like a shout out right now. Because I feel like Jonathan Bray like just did some. Like, this episode is so crazy to me. It's like Jonathan Bray like got us a guest that we never <laughs> thought we would get. And I'm. Keegan, I don't keep telling you to guess. It's only because it's only because it's a thing of like Jonathan Braylock was like, hey, Keegan's in town. I'm gonna get Keegan on our show. <laughs> and then it's two days later, two days later, he's like, hey, Keegan's gonna do our show. And I was like, dude, you lost. Like, who are you talking to? I literally, I literally, and I'm like, who are you talking to? Like, who are you talking to? Don't tell me no. Like, who are you talking to, bro? And the fact that like this is like, cause we talk about this all the time. And it's like <laughs> To me, it's great because now we—I feel like we've had like a rich conversation. Just this is great. Like it was just like rich, not yeah, all really. jokes like we sometimes throw in. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But Even though James brought up Hancock, uh, which is, but yeah, thank you for you, Hancock. Thank God you. Damn. <laughs> what James? Did you have thank some you. Hancock no, comments? Gonna, no, it was not connected to Hancock. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so real quick, let's just close it up. We're gonna uh, do some plugs. I think we will hopefully. Do you, do you know when the last? Uh, I believe it's September 9th. So I September think, 9th. I think, I think I think we have four more weeks. Right. Cool. Uh, cool. So you know, check that living, out. If you're living under a rock, you know <laughs> where Key and Peel is. Key and Peel. <laughs> to be uh, completely selfish, the big thing right now is that we just want to make sure that Television Academy understands that the everything you nominated us for this year. Was from last season. From last yeah. season. Don't forget about us next season. <laughs> exactly. Don't By the way, forget also about congrats, us next season. Congratulations. Oh, thank yes. you. Thank you. Emmy. Yeah. Emmy not, we're talking to Emmy nominated. I'm we nominated. We're talking about that. Emmy, Emmy nominated. Emmy nominated. And, and such, yeah, congratulations. <sighs> and it's such so a big. I mean, you. honestly, it's so funny, too, because I didn't even think about it. I've loved Key and Peele since season one. But I, Bitch. Also, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I do have to say this. I'm, I'm upset with you guys. I'm very mad at you guys. Oh, he talks about I'm you're very mad at you guys. He's so you're mad. Because because he's so mad. You got to listen, <laughs> though. He's mixed. Been, he talks about this all the time. Like, I, I, and I understand. I understand. I'm sure other people are, too. But I'm mixed. Me and my friend Rami were doing sketch comedy. at the, like We were coming up. He's so mad. And we were do, I, I swear to God, there are certain sketches that, like the freaking Liam Neeson sketch. I was like, that's, that's, that's like, I, I do sketches like that. That's what I do. And I saw I saw. And peel. This is before it was pop. This is before uh, whatever. I sound like a guy, like mm-hmm. a little high school. No, you kid. can be that guy. Go but it was. There. It was before it was popular, and I was like, I sh- I showed it to Rami, and we were both like, well, they we're not creating us. a sketch show, like th- like, and that's not 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 to say we don't have aspirations. Or we're going to do other things, but it was like there was something about there was a need. There was like a a a, a, a need that was fueling us to be like, we want to create a sketch show that was like multiracial. We get to, but we also just be, get to be funny. It's not always about race, but it can come in when we want. And I saw Kim Peel, and I was like, there it is. I mean, there thing, it is. I'm, just I'm going to do ex- something else. I'm just happy it exists because I mean, like, I feel there's a, for instance, uh, this episode we'll play later, but um, th- this week you guys did an Outcast sketch and you yes. played Andre D. Thousand. Yes, and I grew up. Uh, going to Atlanta, and it's like I remember, I remember the transition from Andre 2000 went from being like super hood to like this uh, weird artist dude. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I, you I remember know what? It. He became famous, and then he was given permission to be who we really Whoever was. He, yeah. so, he wanted to, to be, be who he really he was, which is just an artist. Yes. And the thing to me is like you guys, what you guys <laughs> did in that sketch to me is the kids, and you guys have a white audience. 
what you guys did is the kids at UCB, the kids that like study comedy, you forced them to look up Outcasts. Correct. You forced them to look to figure out. See, I don't get oh, this. Which guess. is what black people. Yeah, look out. They, they had to go figure out. I don't get it. Why? Like, what makes this weird? But that's what black. And, and and what people need to understand is that that's what black people have to do all the time. It right? Is. We have to do that for white culture. Where if we grow, if you grow up, even if you grow up in a white suburb town, if you have a black family, there's a certain culture that you have, and you go yeah. and you look at and you're looking at like touchstone things, and you're like, I don't understand that. And we have to figure out what it is. So. So yeah. there is a there is a trend, and this happens with women too, right? So like, uh, women and other minorities, not just black people, but I'm just like there when you are when you are in a minority uh, or an oppressed you know person of any kind, you have to like uh, start to assimilate the culture of somebody else, and you learn. Like this empathy. You, We're you, getting real deep. No, 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 Man, no, no, no. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We're getting college lessons over here. All right, thing. fine. I feel like you learn. Because I feel like because <laughs> I grew up in a not so beautiful area, and I feel like I was taught from the very beginning that you had to learn two languages. I ne- I would never get my uncle. Uncle, if you listen to this podcast. My uncle taught me two languages. My uncle was very well off, and mm-hmm. he was like, "You have to learn how to talk to people around the way. Yeah. You got to learn how to talk to people in an office." And it was like, you got to learn two different languages right. and you got to build that gap. And I feel like that is, you know. All right. Cool. So, so, so. Uh, plugs. Plugs. <laughs> Can you appeal? Uh, series yeah, finale. Yeah, we have like series, a series, finale. series finale. Series finale. Series finale. Yep. And then please watch the primetime Emmys on uh, September 20th. Yes. yes. Get that we'll, Emmy. We'll see how we're oh doing. God. Well, yeah. well, the show is nominated for eight Emmys. the show is nominated. I hope, we, I hope we can win one And this is the eight. first time that the show is nominated Which is uh, for no, no. like best for oh it's the first cat- time this well it's category. the first time this has been a category yeah, right. yeah. we were nominated for one Emmy for two years ago three Emmys last year and then eight Emmys this year right. and so we'll oh, see God, we'll see it. we'll see if we can bring one home yeah. <laughs> no, this is, you know I mean? oh yeah. my god I mean to uh, me that's just crazy like yeah. that is and then when the in the movie you said it's coming out in April like in April late April great yeah, Keanu. Yeah, yeah. Keanu. Uh, it's called Keanu. Keanu Keanu and uh you know guys this has been such a wonderful experience yeah. man, thanks for I'm coming, just so man. happy that this could happen and twitter twitter I'm at Keegan M Key. At Keegan M Key. At Keegan M Key. Yes, follow yep. him. Follow him on Twitter. And uh yeah, and, and I just uh I think, you know, let's you know keep trying to crack this nut. Yeah, yeah. I like you it. You know, what 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 is it? What do we think? And I think that you guys, if I and I'm, I'm not trying to be an old guy who's like telling you, here's what you should do, mm-hmm. but like try to codify patterns if right. you can find yeah. them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that and that will be which is I think is what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Is going, what is it that makes what are the ingredients that exactly. make those yeah. work and these not work? Mm-hmm. And how can we bust up the whole system right. and make it work for everybody? Uh to end, I want all of us, I want one by one, all of us to say they call me Mr. Tibbs. Okay. Is that cool? James, yeah, go first. Cool. You got you, you James cool. practices at the house. <clears throat> well and what Keegan. They call me Mr. Tibbs. That was good. They call me, I can't do it. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Gerard is getting ready for it. He is winding up. (laughs) Yo, Gerard just went, me, 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 me. (laughs) I don't want mini mumbling mice. He's doing stretches in the corner. They call me Mr. Tibbs. That's a deep baritone on that one. I like that. That's a new variation. (laughs) Keen closes out. They call me Mr. Tibbs. That was, you won. Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. Peace. We see you guys next week. That was amazing. Yes, it was. Yes. 
And uh, we forgot to do our plugs because we were just kind of in awe. Because Keegan was just chilling with us. Just he was my, chilling with us. It was cool. My, my, my jaw was dropped. So real quick, uh, we'll do our own plugs. Uh, for me, johnbraylock.com, J-O-N, Braylock, B-R-A-Y-L-O-C-K.com, at John Braylock on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me, tweet at me, whatever. Uh, and, uh, yeah, check out my shows there. And that's pretty much all I got to plug. I got some new videos up, so check them out. Yeah, man, y'all know I don't be doing no uh, social media like that. But I do want to plug something, though. What? Uh, James Braylock, uh, myself, and the other members of Astronomy Club are putting up a show at the Wright Citizen Brigade, UCB Chelsea, mm-hmm. on September 24th. We're putting up a sketch show, or our attempt to get a sketch show, um, Thursday at 6.30. It's called Astronomy Club Presents. Um, we take you through a journey through black history. So come learn about how stuff got where it is now. It, it's a it's a sketch. Yeah. No, it is completely. <laughs> it is a no no no. There's, there's a, lessons. There's no, less learning no, and much more one hundred blatant comedy. No, I, I think, accurate. Yeah, I think it, there's a lot of accurate. One hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Astronomy Club presents one hundred percent accuracy. So <laughs> black history. Yeah, if you're in New York, September twenty fourth, six thirty. James. Yes. Okay. James Third Comedy on all social media platforms, especially dot com. Three R D. So it's not James the Third. It's not James. Th- Stop saying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's James Third Comedy. Third is three R D. Um, oh, and uh, uh, the Adventures of Jamel episode three premiered in L A. Um, has already premiered in L A. and it should be online by now. Cool. www. That's your. That's a web series. That's the web series. Oh, oh. you starring in. That's so cool, man. Yeah. Oh, hey, and if man. anyone's gonna be in Vermont on um, sorry, <laughs> what's happening over sorry, here? Sorry, I just remember. I just remember. <laughs> Uh, I have a I have a pilot in uh, the International Television Festival, Vermont, the twenty fifth through the twenty seventh. Oh, Come hang out, thank you, man. It's pretty cool. Come hang out. When's that? Only black guy. When is it? The yes, <laughs> you uh, will. It's the it's September twenty fifth through the twenty seventh. Oh, cool, great. So cool. if you're up there in so Vermont, you hang out. And uh, that's it. Oh, and at Black Man Podcast, follow us and like tweet at us and Keegan on the same. Tweet. Yes. Yeah, so we tweet at us and up. Keegan. Do it. Get a follow us up. <laughs> uh, rate and view us on iTunes. All right, we're out. We'll see you guys. Oh, and next week. Goodness Come gracious. On, this I'm is, sorry. This is I just, insane. I'm telling you, I'm, I was <laughs> blown away by the episode we just did. Braylock is supposed to guide I know. The, I was the, just, the we podcast. had a, Goodness, can you believe that this <laughs> no, episode just happened? I don't. I don't at all. Okay, so it was amazing. Next week, we uh, it will be back to the three of us again. Uh, and we're going to do the, the first Denzel Washington film that we are reviewing. He won Best Actor. Yes. Yo, you know we talking about Training Day. Training Day, baby. Training Day. <laughs> King Kong ain't got nothing on me. All right. Go watch it again. 23-hour lockdown. <laughs> Denzel Washington. We're going to get into it next week. We'll see y'all then. Peace. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, produced by Melissa D. Montz. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Yeah.